Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's the best friends forever. Best friends forever. <laughs> This is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here in the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on, bud? Frankie, TGIF, getting ready for the divisional round of the playoffs. What Greggy and company will call the best football weekend of the is it, season. Is that company or is it just me? I thought that was like you and your dad thing. It is me and my dad thing, yeah. I don't know, I thought you were, I'm I, saying Greg, Greg and Company. Well, I thought it was more of I, I thought Greg, was Greg and Robbie Sus. I was wondering if there's something else other than us that said that. No, it's just you know it's a Sussman thing. Yeah, I mean you, it's a, it might not be a Sussman thing. It might be an everybody thing. You can't argue it. I mean the eight best teams in football are left right now, Ooh. and it's going to be an awesome weekend of football. With that being said, a little bit harder to choose the spreads this week than it was last week. Well, the reason I like <laughs> it is because of that, right? Like it's tough to choose the spreads. Number one, number two. Like next week you have two games. There's nothing else on. It's late on Sunday. It's just, it's two games. They're great games, but there's two, and obviously the Super Bowl's one. Here we have two games a day on Saturday and Sunday. It's like there's four games, a lot to love and a lot to look forward to. It's the best weekend of the year, Frankie, when it comes to football. Yeah, I don't think there's much argument there. We're obviously going to get into mention it. The betting, player props, DFS. Again, if you're in the FanDuel BFF uh, contest. Make sure that you set your lineup. You're already in the contest. If you've been in it, will your, dad, two part- rounds. Will your dad participate again? Yeah, he sets his lineup on like Tuesday night. He's always one of the first people in there. He's he's very excited. Good, very excited. Good, as am I. Good, I'm I'm, I'm glad. It's I'm telling you though. I mean, even DFS this week, it's a hard week, man. It's it's really hard choosing the spreads. Uh, you know, I I I'm back on the teasers again this week. Uh. The the teaser I liked mostly last week with the Seahawks and the uh, and the Colts did cash out, so that was that was great. But um, yeah, man, it's tougher this week. It, it's tougher to figure out who you want to play in these because uh, you expect a lot of points. I mean, the, it's the opposite of last week where and Greg was all over the overs. <laughs> Didn't necessarily did not happen. work. Did not work. But we have we have bigger point totals this week with every game at least. 47 and a half and over, and then you have the, the Rams and Cowboys, which is right around 50, and then you have both the Eagles, Saints, and Colts, Chiefs, already over 50 right now. So, so expecting more points this week. I think you had a great, uh, a great poll question here uh, today on the show, Frank, and it was, what game are you looking forward to the most? And Pretty straightforward. I was, I was looking at it, I was like, huh. I go, for me, it's like, I think the First game is the one I'm most interested in, which is where we're going to start today's show, breaking it down uh, from every angle. It's the Colts and the Chiefs. And I think the reason that I'm most looking forward to it is because the Chiefs are one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. They've gotten healthy at the right time. They've gotten better at the right time. 
And Frankie, I have, I feel good about the Colts. They are the one of the um, the AFC's closer when it comes to the spreads than the NFC is. So they're right now, according to the FanDuel Sportsbook, five point dogs in KC. And maybe I'm just crazy and I just like forgot how good KC is because we haven't seen him in a while. But I feel like Indy could go in there and win outright. The problem is everybody feels that way right <laughs> now, Greg. So But to be fair, yep. everyone felt that way last week in Houston. And True. Indy went they out trounced and destroyed them. They trounced them. This is a little bit different, though. If you look at the Colts' schedule, and this is what a lot of people have been bringing up, they haven't faced the toughest quarterbacks to this point. They did face Deshaun Watson twice. And look, the, the, the Colts are the hottest team in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want, right? Heading into the playoffs, into the divisional round, they've won 10 of their last 11 games straight up. So they're hot. But throughout that span, they versed Sam Darnold and the Jets. I actually lost that game. But uh, Blake Bortles and... Lost that game, too. You're just naming the games they lose. They lose, dude. Did they lose Blake Bortles? Yeah, remember they got trounced by Jacksonville. Whatever. Nonetheless, <laughs> they, they haven't faced the, the toughest competition. Like, they've been beating up on, uh, on inferior quarterbacks. And you heard Gabe talking about Patrick Mahomes in his first playoff game. He's not technically a rookie, but there's going to be a little bit more pressure here on him. But it goes both ways, right? Because the Colts, a lot of their games... They've won, have come indoors. They they normally play at home. Uh, and, and, you know, the games against the Texans, the game last week was indoors as well. So now, me, now they're going to Kansas City where it's very cold, expecting, you know, an inch or two of snowfall in this game as well, Greg. Let me read the let me read the quarterbacks they've they have beaten and faced over the last couple of weeks. Yep. Cool. Eli Manning, superstar. Uh Marcus Mariota, Dak Prescott, Sean Jackson, uh, Sean Watson, rather. I mentioned Blake Bortles. They lost six nothing that game. Their defense only allowed six points. Um, Ryan Tannehill, Mariota again, Bortles again, mm-hmm. Derek Carr, yep. Josh Allen, and then the game you mentioned, um, Sam Darnold, Week 6 against the Jets before the streak begun. So really, you face Deshaun Watson, you face Dak Prescott in Dallas. It's not exactly murderer's row. No. That's, that's the whole point here. Uh, and the Chiefs have scuffled a little bit over the past six weeks. Now, Definitely. They do get a bye week, and... And now, in fairness to the Chiefs, like, hmm. they have faced some tough competition. They've, they've faced some, they're three and three straight up in their last six. They lost to the Seahawks, the Chargers, and the Rams three, during that Three stretch. playoff teams. Three great teams. Yeah. And the Chargers, I mean, it took a last-second touchdown and a last-second two-point conversion to win that game. And well. that Seattle game was in Seattle. It was in Seattle. So, very tough environment. Definitely. And you're playing at home, right? You're at Arrowhead, one of the toughest stadiums, they say, to play in the NFL. Obviously, Andy Reid has had some major... Uh, mistakes in the playoffs, but I'm sure you're going to give this stat out in a few moments, Frank, how good the Chiefs are off that bye week. You mentioned how they had a week off. There's no coach better off a bye week than Andy Reid. I don't have the exact stat, but... I'll find it. The the, the podcast that I was listening to today actually debunked that, Greg. Basically, really? since he's since he's joined the Chiefs, he hasn't been as good off the no. bye. It was, it was a big... It was a big... Eagles narrative when he was the Eagles right. head coach. It hasn't been as successful since he's been a part of the Kansas City Chiefs. So as a head coach during the regular season uh, right now, he's 17-3. and three. And, of course, two of those three losses came as the Chiefs head coach. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah. So not as successful uh, lately, but... Overall, and this is you know pretty much what I said about the Colts last week, I'm going to continue because not much has changed with the team. They're, to me, they are the second most complete team in the AFC right now behind the Los Angeles Chargers. That takes into account 
defense. While they don't have big names, they have guys that compete. They have a, they have very fast defenders, side to side, you know, sideline to sideline speed. That are they going to be able to contain Tyreek Hill? I mean, maybe not. They'll slow him down a little bit, but. The Colts' defense is playing well, and you just saw last week. You know, they, they got all up into Sean Watson's face, and, and, you know, not a great offensive line there with Houston. The Chiefs' offensive line has played much better this year in terms of pass protection for Patrick Mahomes, so maybe they won't get to him as much. But I, the, the, the biggest X factor in this game is the Chiefs' defense. When you need a defense to make a play in this game, I think the Colts' defense will be able to make one more play than the Chiefs' defense. And... and but, it, but it's close because the, the, the Chiefs' offense is that good. Like, they're the number one offense in yards and scoring this year. So can their offense outweigh the difference in the defenses? That's basically what you got to ask yourself. And is it worth five points? Because they're laying five points right now. To me, I like taking the Colts in this matchup. I think there's a chance that they win this game. I think there's a pretty good chance that they win this game. It's going to be part of a teaser as well. You could tease this up to 12 points right now. Um, so... I'm on the Colts again. Uh, they're one of two teams left in the playoffs that are top 10 in both offensive and defensive DVOA this year. That other team is the Los Angeles Chargers. The Colts, number seven offense in yards, number five offense, uh, number five scoring offense this year, number 11 yardage defense this year. And then from D- uh, for a DFS perspective, I think you just want to load up on this game, right? Try and get as many people in this game as possible. Pay attention to the weather. It's going to be very cold. It's going to be like 20 to 30 degrees. There's supposed to be like an inch or two of snow might happen before the game. I don't know how much it's actually going to affect the game, but the Chiefs allowed the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year, so obviously Andrew Luck is in play. The Chiefs allowed the third most fantasy points to running backs this year, so Marlon Mack, in my opinion, is in play in this game as well. More on that, uh, the Chargers allowed 4.96 yards per carry to running backs this year. That was the most in the NFL. They allowed 113 rushing yards per game to opposing running backs. So Marlon Mack... Definitely in play. Chiefs, middle of the pack against wide receivers. I still do like T.Y. Hilton. Um, Bolts were actually third best against wide receiver, but it's tough to stop a guy like Tyreek Hill. I will say this, Greg. There's like these weird home road splits this year with Tyreek Hill where he was actually much better road. If you look at it, he scored, I believe, eight of his 12 touchdowns on the road this season. The tight ends, I love both. I love both tight ends in this game. Eric Ebron and Travis Kelsey. If you could find a way to get Travis Kelsey in your lineup, you know, I was setting my BFF lineup last night on FanDuel. He's very expensive. He's $7,500 on FanDuel. It's tough because there's so many good players this weekend from, and we'll get to all the games, but Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara and Ezekiel Elliott and Todd Gurley and Patrick Mahomes and Andrew Luck. You want to get Travis Kelsey in there, but it's so, so hard uh, to, to fit him in there. But the Colts were... The Colts allowed the sixth most fantasy points to tight ends, and the Chiefs allowed the most fantasy points to tight ends. So I do think Eric Ebron and Travis Kelsey are both in play. I'm taking the Colts, Greg, at plus five right now. Um, I like I like teasing this game up to 12. As I mentioned, on the Colts side, I like teasing the total down as well. Uh, it's at 57 right now. You could tease the total down to 50, take the over there. Uh, just in terms of the over under where it's at 57, I don't, that's a little bit too much for me given like the, we- the the weather concerns. But uh, for player props, I like the over on Kelsey receptions, six and a half. The Colts allowed the most receptions to tight ends this season. I like the over on Marlon Mack's rushing yards at 74 and a half as well. That's everything I like in this game. Right, that's a good breakdown there. Um, <laughs> one more stat with Andy Reid before I give you my thoughts. He has never had uh, the bye with the Chiefs in the playoffs. He's had it, he had it four times with the Eagles. 
He won that game all four times. So every time he's in the playoffs with a bye, he remains undefeated. But as you mentioned, Frankie, that's long ago. I think your analysis is pretty spot on on this game and why I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be high scoring. You want to stack this game with as many players as you can. But that precipitation does scare me a little bit, but it's never precipitation that you're worried about. It's always the wind, right? Like, What's the wind going to be like in Kansas City on Saturday afternoon? I don't think we know that yet. But with that being said, Frank mentioned both tight ends. and can pull up a forecast. Sure. I don't know what like the weather alert. That's like your weather alert. Ringing the alarm, Greg. What a we- I don't know. What would a weather jingle be? You don't have anything? Great radio, Greg. <laughs> anyway. Just look and stare at me. So the tight ends, Travis Kelsey, Eric Ebron, Frankie gave you the stat, and it was right, that both these teams allow the most points at tight ends because Kansas City can't stop anybody. And, and you know, the Colts do basically the best that they can. So you have to like Kelsey, and you obviously have to like Ebron as well. When it comes down to it, and Gabe said this last week, that if you like the underdogs, it's about the money line. And I think that's what I would do when it comes to the Colts this week. Because, and you, again, you said this, Frank, and I totally agree with you. If you had to trust one defense to make a play, I'm, I'm going to trust the Colts at this point and not the Chiefs. The Chiefs are expected to be without Eric Berry here this weekend. And I know they've made strides, but this team allows, like, I feel like, 40 points a game to their opposing offenses. Andrew Luck can keep up with Patrick Mahomes. The Colts are going to be able to mow them down. It's who's going to make a play at the end, and I believe it's going to be the Colts. I'm going to take the Colts' money line in this one. I'm actually rooting for the Chiefs, but as you know, if you're going to go to the Super Bowl, I don't think the Colts are a good matchup for them. Not that the Chargers or the Patriots would be either. You know, the Chargers are certainly not afraid of going to Arrowhead Stadium. They've already beaten the Chiefs here this year. They're certainly, Tom Brady's not afraid to go play anywhere. You know, and, and Frank Reich certainly knows Andy Reid coming from the Doug Peterson uh, tree. Doug Peterson, of course, worked under Andy Reid. Just saying. I think it's, I think there's a very, very tough spot, tough draw the Chiefs have with teams they are facing in the AFC. If I'm going to bet on it, which I don't want to, um, I'm going to take the Colts' money line. And I'm obviously going to take the over. There was... At 57? I don't it care! Worries you a little bit. Doesn't wor- the, the weather doesn't worry you at all? No, I'm going to take the over in every game and see how it works. So, so I'm 1-3 and three right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and find teasers for both this game and the Rams game because I don't know about you, Greg. Okay. I'm too impatient. I can't have like a two-day teaser. Like I, I would just stress out too much. Sure. Like If I hit on the first leg of yeah, the yeah. teaser on Saturday and I have to wait till Sunday right. to get the second leg of the teaser, I, I, I'd be like ripping my hair out. So I'm going to try and find things I can tease together with the Colts and the, the Rams game, obviously, uh, games. But uh, I do like teasing the over down to 50, taking it there, and then, and then teasing the Colts up to getting 12 points. Uh, so that's where I would go. What do you think about the player props that I have at Kelsey? Over six and a half receptions. The Colts allowed the most receptions to tight ends this year. And Marlon Mack... Over 74 and a half. I will say this. I like the Travis Kelsey prop more. The over receptions. Because I can see a path to Marlon Mack not hitting the prop if the Colts fall behind and then they have to throw to get back in the game. Right. So that worries me a little bit. But... but I don't think it's going to happen. But if the Colts are smart, which I do... At this point, I do think the Colts are smart. I think Agreed. Frank Reich is a very smart coach. Yep. You want to keep the Chiefs offense off the field. Mm-hmm. You have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL right now. The Chiefs have been gashed by running backs all season long. They're allowing a high yards per carry and, and uh, a large uh, number of rushing yards per game. And I do think Marlon Mack has success. Marlon Mack, what, at least 115 rushing yards three of his last four games? 
We just saw what he did last week against the Texans, who had the number one run defensive DVOA heading into that game. And, and the, he got gashed by the Colts' offensive line and Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack had more rushing yards last weekend than any other player all weekend long. There is also a first-half wager I like. I like. I saw Wait, the Colts that, The Colts team total in the first half, 12.5 points over. They could have at least 13 points heading into the second half. I see that. 13, I, 14. I, I see that. Plus two. Like that. That's very interesting. Colts team total 12.5 over in the first half. This is very interesting. Oh, it was at least 119 oh, rushing at, yards oh, in three of his last four for Marlon thing. Mack. Look at the wrong thing. First half total. There it is. Interesting. 12 and a half? Oh, that's not the one I connected. You're not looking at that. I'm trying to find I'm trying to find it. I can't find it. Is it on the where where did you see that? Well, I heard it and I saw it. I'm like uh, I'm on the FanDuel Sportsbook. I was looking at that and I couldn't find it. There's some other cool stuff that's on here. Yep. Um first half spread. Colts are three and a half point dogs there. I think that's interesting. Um it's a lot of interesting stuff here. I'm gonna break it. I'm gonna kind of go through it uh, during the break. First touchdown score, by the way. They're all really good odds. Whoever you like, like Marlon Max plus seven hundred. Ty- First Tra- touchdown scored. Yep. Travis Kelsey's plus six fifty. Are you looking at the right thing, Greg? You can take a look during the break to make right. sure I am. Uh, we'll come back. We'll finish up this game and we'll move on to Saturday night. Really good one between the Rams and the Cowboys. Stick around. Move we'll for the BFFs after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round. We never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 866-484-9621 That's 866-484-9621 Fantasy Freestyle It just doesn't vibe for me I will say this He is described as an offensive mind A quarterback whisperer And I do think that's the thing they needed to do most They need a coach that beat the Pats Maybe that's true, right? And I guess Gaze has done that But what they needed was this offensive mind And he does check that box But I do not like the stories I heard out of Miami at the end of this season that some of these guys didn't want to play for him, that they were quitting on him. But I don't want him to come all into New York and think he's going to run the town. Tuesday and Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. So I hope you can stand the vibration because we're about to rock the entire nation. Well, 
Fantasy Best Friends Forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Greg Sussman, Frank Stample, hanging out with you on a Friday, the Friday before the divisional playoff round. It is going to be an absolute blast this weekend. We know you're excited, and so are we. What we want to remind you, if you're thinking about playing some golf, as we golf season continues to kick off, DailyRoto.com's partnership with Data Golf is back in 2019 with all new premium fantasy golf and betting tools. Check out the all new Lineup Optimizer with custom settings and advanced groupings, customizable projections for FanDuel and DraftKings, ownership projections, PGA finish probabilities, and simulator. Outright and top 20 market betting tools, head-to-head and three-ball betting tools, PGA Pro Tip, subscriber chat, and more. Head on over to DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, choose Golf, and enter the promo code GOLF19 for a 10% discount. That's DailyRoto.com. Click on Go Premium, click on Golf, and enter the promo code GOLF19 for a 10% discount. Frank, was I right in my touchdown, by the way? It seems, like, it seems you were correct, Greg. Thank you. So who are you taking from that bunch? First touchdown scorer. I'm taking Eric Ebron, plus 850. He was the first touchdown scorer last week. He's, he's the literally favorite target. They, they, they could be on the one-yard line, and you know it's going Eric Ebron. Whether he's throwing it, running it, or catching it, it's going Eric Ebron. So I'm going with Ebron. Fair. There you go. I like it. Anything else on this game, bud? Uh, pay attention to the Spencer Ware news, obviously. As sure. of now, we don't know. He's practiced on like a limited basis. He's questionable. But if he's out, Damian Williams is a lock. He might be a lock anyway, just based on his salary. $6,100 on FanDuel. Uh, I know his price hasn't really caught up to him on DraftKings as well. He's even better on DraftKings because even if Spencer Ware is active, you know at least Damian Williams is going to catch some balls in this game. So, uh, Damian Williams, just pay attention to that injury news. We definitely have to get that in there. Um, if, If Ware is out, Damian Williams is a lock. Before we move on to the next game, I do an update for you, Frank. Yes. And that is that Dr. A has ordered a new camera. Dr. A has ordered a new camera. Oh, all right. Yeah, something weird's going on. The past two times <laughs> I thought you'd care about he was that. In the 1960s, he was black and white. And then the week before, he was blue. Da boo dee, da boo dee, do da boo dee, da. So he was, think, yeah, he was, he was very Smurf like. He was Avatar. I thought you'd be in that. Happy yes. for Dr. A. Yes, Happy yes. for our show. It's not, not going to give you those updates anymore. Okay. Uh, Saturday night. What do you want me to do? Jump through the glass? Because Dr. A got a camera? I think a laugh would be good. A laugh? Yeah. It's not funny. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. <sighs> Awkward. All right. The Rams and the Cowboys on Saturday night. Rams are seven and a half point favorites here in this one. Rams, much like the Chiefs, Frank, they're the best team all season long, but they didn't look the same the second half of the year. The schedule got tougher. Maybe teams kind of figured out what they were doing, but they definitely did not seem the same all season long. Maybe it's the injury to Cooper Cup. Maybe it was the injury to Todd Gurley. Things are changing with the Rams. Will the bye week be enough to get whatever was wrong fixed? So, Greg, the way that Gabe felt about the Bears and Eagles game last week is how I feel about this Cowboys and Rams game okay. this week. Okay. Either the Cowboys are going to win this game or, or they're, they're going to get out. destroyed. There's no, in my mind, there's no scenario where the Rams win, but the Cowboys cover. Like it's a three or six point game. Because I do think that the Cowboys have the recipe to defeat the Rams. The way that you feel about the Colts this week and how the Chiefs were your preseason pick, I have a ticket. I have a Rams ticket to win the Super Bowl from before the season. I'm worried. I'm worried. And I'm not going to bet the Cowboys money line this week because I don't want to root against like my Super Bowl pick. But well, it's going to like hedging. I think there's a chance that the Cowboys are going to win this game because if you look at what they do, 
They've played great defense. They can run the football very effectively. And if you look against the Rams, the Rams allow 4.87 yards per carry to running backs. That's fourth most in the NFL this year. They allow over 100 rushing yards per game. That number would be higher if teams weren't constantly playing from behind against the Rams. But the Rams kind of stumbled into the playoffs. They were 2-2 two and two over the final month of the season. Greg referenced it. Todd Gurley wasn't 100% healthy. We had Dr. A of inside injuries on yesterday confirming that Todd Gurley should be 100%, should see a full workload. And I'll get into that a little bit more when we talk about him for DFS. But I just think that the Cowboys' defense can do enough. And I realize their defense is much better at home in Jerry's world. The Cowboys overall are a much better team at home. That's why, that's why for me, it's either they win this game or they get blown out. Which Cowboys team shows up? The Cowboys team that normally plays at Jerry's world, that plays at home, if they travel to Los Angeles... They bring that defense. They run the football down the Rams' throat. Ezekiel Elliott saying he wants to run for 200 yards in this game. If there's anyone that could do it, it is him. I, I think that the Cowboys do have a legitimate shot in this game. Dallas, also a team that is very hot coming into this one. They've won eight of their last nine straight up. They did beat the Seahawks, the Saints, and the Eagles during that span. So they've beat some very, very good teams. Uh, mind you, the, the Saints game was at home in Jerry World. Seahawks game at home. Seahawks game was at home as well. Um, I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at the the defense here. Do you trust the Rams defense overall? I think the Cowboys defense is better. They don't have the name value. They don't have um, they don't have Andamikin Sue. They don't have uh, Aaron Donald. They don't have Aqib Talib. They don't have Marcus Peters. But everyone does their job. Everyone does their job for the Cowboys. From Leighton Vanderesh to Jalen Smith to Demarcus Lawrence, to the, the cornerbacks with Adobe Wuzier and Byron Jones. They've, they've, they've played great. Um, so, man, if I, I, would take, I would take the Cowboys plus seven, and I'd sprinkle the money line as well. well if, I, I if don't, I were betting this But here's team. the thing, right? Like you said, the Cowboys are going to win or they're going to get blown out. Yeah. So take the money line. Don't take sprinkle the, the money take line. The money line. Take, the, take, take the money line, and that's it, right? Like, that's kind of what I did with the Colts. And it's the same feeling that I had. But again, not to kiss your ass or anything, but like I think your breakdown was right here. Like the Cowboys are really hot right now, and the Rams just don't seem like the same team. The Cowboys' style is really perfect against this Rams team where they're going to just hand the ball off to Ezekiel Elliott and hand the ball off to Ezekiel Elliott and then a, a short pass to Amari Cooper, and they're going to hold on to the ball as long as humanly possible. And we saw both teams trying to do that last week in that Seahawks-Cowboys game, and the Seahawks, you know, it didn't work. They couldn't, they couldn't run the ball. Now, the Rams can't run the ball. They can certainly pass the ball on that would work better for them, theoretically. The Cowboys are going to do everything they can to keep the offense off the field for the Los Angeles Rams. The home field advantage at the Coliseum doesn't exactly scare me in any way, right? Like, you're a Cowboys fan. Like, I don't, I'm not scared off by L.A. Did you see the home? report of the ticket prices uh, for the Saints home game, how they changed to once I did. people realized mm -hmm. that the game, the Cowboys were going to travel to L.A.? Right. The ticket prices, like, jumped through the roof. Sure. Because everyone, like... Dallas, their fans, they're going to they travel, travel well to this They game. travel. They're going to travel well to this game. Absol absolutely. I think that, I think this is a good game. I would be, again, nervous if I'm a Rams fan, for sure. I'd much rather face the Eagles, who actually beat the Rams in Los Angeles earlier this year. I think a lot of this is going to depend on the health of Todd Gurley. If Gurley's healthy, I think the Rams will run away with it. I do. Jared Goff. Had playoff experience last year. This entire team had playoff experience last year. 
I don't think that's necessarily overrated. I think that means something. I think the Rams are going to win the game. I understand why you like the money line, and I think you're, you're spot on. I think the Rams blow them out, or I think Dallas wins. Do you think the Rams blow up? I don't think, I don't think it's like a 20-point game, but I think they cover like the spread, probably. 10, 10. 10 to 14, 14 points. Yeah. I think I mean, that's a two, like a two-touchdown game, that's, that's a blowout. Okay. Like, if you win 28-14. That's a blowout. Blowout. But if you win, like, 30-20, to 20, is that a blowout? No. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, so. I think I'll probably take the Rams, ultimately. From a um, DFS perspective. It's hard. it's hard. From a DFS perspective, Jared Goff, I think, is an interesting, like, tournament kind of pivot right. guy because he's been much, much better at home this year. And I don't know that a lot of people are going to be on Jared Goff when you have guys like Patrick Mahomes, Andrew Luck, and Drew Brees on the slate. I don't think that they're going to look Jared Goff this way. And again, it is a tougher matchup because the secondary of the Cowboys, both under Chris Richard, there's a reason why he's getting head coaching buzz. He's done a phenomenal job dating back to his days with the Seattle secondary, what he did with the Legion of Boom. But Jared Goff has played much better at home. He's kind of stumbling in here last five games for Jared Goff, six touchdowns and six interceptions, but I think that's why he'll have lower ownership in this game Greg, trying to figure out which wide receiver you want to use in this game. I think Josh Reynolds comes into play just because he's super cheap. Jim Sonis uh, likes Josh Reynolds, too. On, on FanDuel, he's only $5,600. So he's, kind of, he's a guy that you can look at for some salary relief here. In Week 17, he did score two touchdowns. That's basically what it's going to take. Like He's either going to have like a huge game and score touchdowns. He's touchdown dependent. Like He's not a guy who's going to give you you know eight for 80. Like That's not going to happen with Josh Reynolds, in my opinion. So... You need him to score a touchdown. I think you, met, you mentioned the two touchdowns for Josh Reynolds. Number one, just going to remind you, Todd Gurley didn't play in that game. Yes. Number two, Reynolds only had four catches, mm-hmm. two of which were touchdowns. So he's touchdown dependent. Very much so. But I think he's a good way to save salary. Again, you want to pay up for all these guys. you got to find somewhere to save salary. Last week, I was talking about Dontrell Inman. They've raised his price, Inman, up to 6200 so I'm not on him he as about, much. He was 5500 last week, so they raised it pretty yeah. significantly. So, yeah, they raised him by $700. Uh, I do think Josh Reynolds is in play. The next one up for me would be Robert Woods just because... He's played more in the slot than the other guys since Cooper Cup has gone down. Uh, He's actually the prop that I like in this game. Over five and a half receptions, Greg. Uh, What do you think about that? Robert Woods over five and a half. I want to. I don't feel great. You feel great, you said? I I feel pretty confident in that. I don't feel great in that. It could be easily like a four for 70 game for Robert Woods, you know? That's what, like. I I think he's a lock for like six to eight receptions, in my opinion. That's why you're betting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are Are you going to Jersey tonight? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, I'll tweet out everything like I definitively end up being on. I did it last week. Look, as well. So let me look at these the player look. props for this game. Uh, I know like Zeke is at ninety-five and a half rushing yards, so it's a very, very big number. But it was a big number last week too. It was ninety-two and a half last week. The guy ends up running for what one hundred and twenty, hundred thirty yards. Todd Gurley, the heavy favorite, is the first touchdown scorer according to the FanDuel Sportsbook, mm-hmm. plus three eighty. Next is Zeke and Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods, all at plus 650. You know the difference? And when I saw this, I want to just double-check just to make sure that this is correct. The difference in Todd Gurley to Ezekiel Elliott's touchdowns this year, Greg? Todd Gurley scored 21 total touchdowns this year. Missed the final two games of the regular season. Right. Ezekiel Elliott scored eight. That's crazy. Doesn't that sound crazy? That's crazy. I would have gotten that wrong. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott had... He had nine. Six rushing and three receiving. And Todd Gurley had 17 rushing and 21 receiving. 
No, he didn't have 17 rushing and 21 receiving. Oh, he didn't have 38 <laughs> touchdowns. 21 total, 17 rushing and four receiving. Whoopsie. <laughs> yeah, he had 38 touchdowns. Whoopsie. <laughs> oh, it turns out he did break the uh, Ladanian Tomlinson record. Oh, Sean Alexander has it now. No? What? LT broke Sean Alexander's record? I always get confused. I, so. I always forget which one of them have it. Wasn't like other Priest record. Holmes in the mix, too? Yes. Yeah. I feel like they all kind of like handed that record off to each other in like successive seasons. Let's see here. Most touchdowns. But in a season. Anyway, while Greg looks that up, if Sorry. that if, if if you're using if you're using the touchdown capital as a tiebreaker for who you're trying to use between it is LT. LT has, LT has thirty one. Sean Alexander total. has twenty eight. Yep. Uh, Priest Holmes has twenty seven. Yeah, and is he uh, and Todd Gurley did not score thirty eight. <laughs> no, he did not. But uh, if you're using the touchdown capital as, as a well, the touchdown upside even to be the tiebreaker between Todd Gurley and Ezekiel Elliott because they're very they're very closely priced on FanDuel this week. Ezekiel Elliott is $8,700. Todd Gurley is 9000 So you could take the $300 savings. To me, a little bit safer with Ezekiel Elliott. While he doesn't have the same touchdown upside, I just think he's safer. Safer workload. Um, you know, doesn't have the, uh, the, the coming off the injury risk with that Todd Gurley has. I do like both guys a lot. Like, I was sitting there. Uh, trying to debate which one I want to use last night. Ultimately, I like Ezekiel Elliott a little bit more. It's going to have to come down to roster construction for me um, and how much money I've left. As I've, I've been saying this a lot, that I think this knee injury is much more serious for Todd Gurley than we ever realized. It started in that Chiefs game where he did nothing in that Chiefs game on Monday night. And we're all like, what the hell? I don't understand. And it hasn't been the same. He's missed... Two weeks, he had the bye week, that's the third. He hasn't been the same. I think now, having a month off will allow him to be healthy. And I think you, I, I'm believing you're going to see the Todd Gurley that we expected to see or that we did see towards the beginning of the season. Now, Greg, CJ Anderson at $5,400. I know you're on record already saying you think Todd Gurley gets his workload. Mm-hmm. I'll throw this at you. Over the final two weeks of the season, CJ Anderson saw 20 to 25 touches. Right. John Kelly also had 10 to 15 touches in each one of those games. Okay. So there is a world where Todd, Todd Gurley could have 20 to 25 touches and CJ Anderson could also have 10 to 15 touches in this game. I would never. Especially, I'm not doing that. Especially if you do think this game is a blowout, which is a possibility, we could see some CJ Anderson. Are I, you completely out? Completely out. I'm just throwing all the possible names that I can at you I understand. to try and save some money here. I I, get I think it. Gerald Everett is also worth mentioning. Yeah. Because he had at least six targets in three of the final four games of the season. Yeah, but I think there's enough other tight ends out there. You want there. to get Kelsey, you want to get Ertz, but they're very expensive. Or Ebron. I'm, I'm good at all three of those guys. Yeah, Ebron. There's I meant Ebron instead of Ertz. But Ertz, I don't but like Ertz the too. Ertz matchup. You like Ertz matchup? New Orleans is very, very tough against tight ends. Okay, all right. Um, let's continue on. No, Davis, Davis Maddock, by the way, coming up next, uh, 1240. Oh, yeah, Alex, you got to get him on Skype. I texted him. Though. All right, let's make sure. I told you that. I thought we were going to say it on the air. Uh, that my saying he's not coming up next on Skype was the... Oh, all right. You know. All right, Alex, you got to get him on Skype. <laughs> that's like Alex, gotcha, telling you gotcha. what to, that's Alex telling me what to do. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got it. And then I just didn't do it. Yeah. Totally my fault. No, Alex oh, oh, I won't should forget. just get back. Do not worry. I will not forget. I'm sh- great. great. Alex is going to get back. You'd be like, oh, I forgot. Oh, I forgot. Guess. My bad. Yeah, he deservedly so. All right. The game that you're, you're most looking forward to, Frankie, is Sunday at 1 o'clock, the other AFC game, the tightest game when it comes to spread this weekend. The New England Patriots are hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. Four-point spread right now, according to FanDuel. Uh, Patriots are obviously favored at home. 47.5-point total between these two right now as well. Uh, they've backed off the snow report for this game, but 
Expect it to be very cold. You know, in the 20s for the weather here up in Foxborough. Um, this is the battle of a team that's very, very good at home versus a team that's very, very good on the road. The Patriots, 8-0 straight up at home this season. The Chargers, 8-1 straight up and against the spread on the road, both in the regular season and in the playoffs. We just saw what they did against the Baltimore Ravens last week. There's a ton of numbers dating back to like the history uh, between these two teams. Phillip Rivers, 0-7 in his career against Brady and the Pats. That is both regular season and postseason combined. The Pats and Belichick in the division round are 6-1 against the spread in their last seven. I will mention that the past couple of games, the three past games that he played in the divisional round have been against Brock Osweiler, Marcus Mariota, and Alex Smith. This is a little bit of a different story here going up against the Los Angeles Chargers. Greg, I really do believe that if you if you stripped both teams down to, all right, no Patriots mystique, how good they are in the division round, if you just yeah. look at the talent of the team, mm-hmm. the Chargers should be favored in this game. I agree. I think overall they are a more talented team. But the Bill Belichick, Tom Brady mystique playing at home in the playoffs, it does exist. It does exist. And they are home. It's there. They are home. And they're home. Don't forget about that. So for, for people who, this is a very polarizing game. There's a lot of people who are on the Chargers who think the Chargers could go all the way. We'll talk more about that when we get back with our guest, Davis Maddock. There's also a crowd that I've seen that's like, what are you guys doing? It's Brady and Belichick at home in the playoffs. I see both sides. I make my argument for the Chargers. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll break this game down with Davis and we get to the fourth one as well. More on the BFFs coming your way next. If you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today. Weekend fantasy update. They call me the fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now and keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Fantasy. Precipitation does scare me a little bit, but it's never precipitation that you're worried about. It's always the wind, right? Like, what's the wind going to be like in Kansas City? I don't think we know that yet. You can pull up a forecast. Sure. I don't know what, like, the weather alert. That's like your weather alert ringing the alarm, Greg. What a weather, I don't know. What would a weather jingle be? You don't have anything? Great radio, Greg. Weekdays, noon Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers.
You know how I hate... Um, Are you like to do the cotton rind A lot of things. You hate the cotton rind I cannot stand line dancing. More than anything in the world. Like, dances like this where they tell you what to do, like the Cotton Eye Joe or the Cha-Cha Slide, I hate them. Like, passionately. So what are you going to do at your wedding? Greg? Not that. You're not going to have the Cotton Eye Joe? You're not going to have the Cha-Cha Slide? No. What are you going to do? You're not going to have that at your wedding either. What are you going to do? The, uh, Greg, I the Macarena? Oh, well, good thing I'm not going to be there. You're going to have the Macarena at your wedding? So says you. <laughs> Macarena at my wedding? You know, I mean, think about, think about, do the YMCA? <laughs> Why not? I mean, Are you crazy? Kind of fits the theme of the show. I feel like those things would carry over to a wedding, no? You're sick. You are a sick human being. Right, just trying to have some fun. At the game, you got a gut feeling? No problem. Now you can bet from anywhere, anytime with the all-new MyBookie mobile betting platform. With the MyBookie platform, you'll enjoy the safety and convenience of at-home betting when you're on the go. Try it out today, and you'll never miss another winning bet. Head on over to MyBookie.ag, open an account with the promo code FNTSY, and MyBookie will match your deposit up to $1,000. That's right, $1,000. That's MyBookie.ag. The promo code is FNTSY. With that, we are joined... Well, Davis, your uh, your theme song just became the YMCA. With that, the guest of the BFFs, the latest addition to the Roto Experts, Daily Roto, and the Fantasy Sports Network family, Davis Maddock. What's up, guys? <laughs> Do you like the YMCA? You know what? That's actually kind of funny. I grew up playing basketball at the YMCA because it was right down the street from my house. So that's what I associate that song with, though I'm pretty sure that's not what it's about. Uh, also, Works for me, Greg. I mean, I'll accept that. As so, so also true story. I, um, I got to know the village people a little bit. <laughs> what is that? I don't know where you're going to go with this. So when I worked in the county firm, we, did, we worked on the village people. They were our clients. So I, I know some of them. Hang out with the village people on the weekend, Greg. They invited me to. Oh, God. I, I said no. All right. All right. Davis Maddock, welcome uh, welcome to the team. Welcome to the program. We're breaking down right now um, the Chargers and the Patriots game. How do you see this one going? What, what's, what's your breakdown here, bud? I kind of think it's going to be a pretty ugly game, actually. Uh, it's going to be a cold-weather game. The Chargers, of course, uh, are flying out. The The numbers of the West Coast teams playing in the early game on the East Coast are generally pretty ugly. And actually, I don't know, do either of you guys know if the Chargers stayed out on the East Coast this last week and practiced there? They did not, but they've had no problems doing that all season long. Um, they've gone to the East Coast, and they are, they're eating one this year on the road. In general, so I know Anthony Lynn was one of those coaches that kind of like debunked the West Coast to East Coast this year because obviously they performed so well on the road. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't think they stayed on the East Coast. They definitely have traveled back and forth. Correct, Greg? That's correct. Yep. There you go, Davis. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I hate to fly that much. Like, I, I would be, I would be thrown out of sorts, like going back and forth through uh, three different time zones. But I also think that. For whatever reason, Chargers plus four is like just the most public pick you could ever make this week. Everyone's ready to write off Belichick and Brady. And to be honest with you, I've been ready to write off Belichick at times this year. Just the the Patriots have not thrown the ball enough. They really have not looked explosive uh, on offense. But I mean, I I just I just don't think that the chart that the Patriots. I don't think it goes out this way. I think the way that Brady Belichick kind of era ends i think it's going to end next week in arrowhead not this week in foxborough 
All right. So that uh, gives you a little insight into what uh, what Davis is thinking about that Chiefs game. I mean, we, we get ask you that a little bit later on. I just want to keep, keep continuing on with this game in terms of, you know, from a DFS perspective, from a betting perspective, I have a prop that I like in this game as well. Like I mentioned, it was a battle of the Chargers are really good on the road. The Patriots have been really good at home. Uh, but you also look at the the pass rush of the Chargers, and that's the way to defeat Brady. You know as well as anybody, you being a Giants fan, the way that they defeated yes. him in the Super Bowl, you sack him a bunch, you get up in his face. One play sticks out to me in particular. If you were watching that Steelers-Patriots game, when they got in his face, he just threw that ball up in the red zone. It was basically like whoever wanted this ball, come in and take it. It's not very Tom Brady-like. That was just weird for me to see. But from per football outsiders, the Patriots are number one in pass protection in terms of their offensive line. So their pass protection going up against the Chargers, uh, you know, Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa, I think is a huge storyline in this game. Davis, you mentioned you think it's kind of an ugly game. I'd imagine that means you don't like a lot of the players from a DFS perspective here. It's hard to really like the Chargers pass catchers. Stephon Gilmore and Jason McCourty both rank inside the top seven in pro football focuses cornerback grades. I will say if there's anyone that you want to use in this game, it's probably the running backs. The problem with that is Melvin Gordon is not healthy. Uh, the prop that I like in this game is James White over four and a half receptions because the Chargers uh, did allow the uh, did allow a ton of receptions to running backs this year, and James White just had 87, kind of tailed off in the second half of the year. But the way to beat the pass rush is to throw the ball to the running back, and James White is one of the best running backs at doing it. And... Um... Like James White is Tom Brady's foxhole guy, right? Like pretty much, pretty much in all of these games. I think he had, I think he had like 15 targets in the Super Bowl or something crazy. And if you just go back and look at Brady in like tight competitive games, whoever it was in that pass catching role, whether it be Kevin Falk, whether it be Shane Vereen, that that guy was always the outlet in these home playoff games in the divisional round. Do you like anyone else from this game from like a DFS perspective? I know like Hunter Henry's going to return. I don't know how many snaps he's going to play. It, when he does play snaps, he'll likely be in the red zone. So maybe he has a chance at a touchdown. But like to, again, just like to me, tough matchup, especially for Mike Williams on the yeah. outside, whether he's going to see uh, Gilmore or Jason McCourty. Keenan Allen, they move him all over the place, but a little bit of a tougher matchup. Anyone you like from a DFS perspective in this game? Yeah, Sony Michelle. If uh, if this game goes how I think it's going to go, where the Chargers just struggle to get going on offense, the Patriots get up to a lead. Twenty plus carries here for Sony seems very reasonable. Nice, perfect. So, Greg, which way are you leading? I mean, look, I've been the Chargers guy. I I keep referencing. I have a Rams ticket from before the season for them to win the Super Bowl. I also have a Chargers ticket. I do think that they are the more complete team. The way that we introduced this game was, I think if you strip the teams down, uh, the, the Chargers are the more talented team, both offensively and defensively. I think they're mo the most complete team in the AFC. I know it's a public pick. I'm going to be on the Chargers. I'll have you know, I'll have some of uh, some shares of them at plus four and some of the money line, just because I can see this game being a field goal game either way. Yeah, um, I, I get what you're saying, but again, I'm going to go back to Gabe's theory. You like the underdog, just bet the Chargers on the money line. Like, what, what what are we what are we betting on them to lose by three or four points for? You know, you know what I mean. So it's like, once again, I agree with you. I think the Chargers on paper they are the the better team, in really kind of every regard. Like, Phillip Rivers is playing better than Tom Brady. Melvin Gordon... Even special teams? Are you going to give Mike Badgley that much credit, Greg? I, love, I read a whole article on Mike Badgley today, actually. He was great last week. I read a whole article that Mike Badgley... Do you know who is, like, one of his good friends is? It's one of his coaches, actually. His name is Sean Ryan, I believe. The son of 
Rex Ryan. Oh gosh. And they went to high school together, <laughs> and and he was the um, he was the placeholder for Mike Badgley, who did like everything at Summit High School. And then he went on to Miami. Um, he went the uh, Rex Ryan's kid went on to um, Clemson, and then ultimately became a, a coach of the Chargers. And now Badgley's kicking for the Chargers, which is all a cool story. But very convoluted story, Greg. Sorry, that's the article I read this morning. You know, you know, I love Mike Badgley. He's good. Um, but anyway, I think the Chargers, in general, are better. Like you, you have the home field advantage of the Patriots, but the way they played all year, the, the Chargers are the better team. And I think that, like, I think they're going to win on Sunday. Is that crazy? So we're just the public, and you know, Davis is clearly just like the smartest person <laughs> in the room here, and it's it's not very close. It's not. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I just, I've also been burned by this a number of times, just being like, oh, I, I think this is it for Brady and Belichick. Like, how many times, how many times have we, uh, have we ended Brady's career over the last five years? That's exactly you right. Know? And right. and we've been trying to do it all year long. I That's will fair. say, you know, this year at forty-one, it just seems like he's missed more throws than he normally does. It has to do with Gronk, you know. Not being Gronk of old anymore. The team lost Josh Gordon, so it's really just Julian Edelman and Tom Brady with James White as well on this team. So I, I think there's a little bit more to it this year than ever before. But it is just hard to well, write every, off. Well, every every year, every year Brady gets a little older, and it's a little bit more of a historical outlier every year with him. Father time has never lost, Greg. Uh, we got to move on to the to the Eagles Saints game here. As well, uh, New Orleans laying eight game, uh, laying eight points in the Superdome right now with the uh, over under total at fifty one and a half. I'll throw this out there: Sean Payton and Drew Brees are five and zero in the Superdome in the playoffs in their career together, with an average margin of victory of eleven points. Uh, so that makes you feel a little bit better. But the Eagles got embarrassed mm-hmm. earlier on in the season. That was with Carson Wentz as the quarterback inside the Superdome. You know they're going to be fired up for this one. To me, this. This might be the hardest one to call all week long. Davis, how do you feel about this game? I uh, I actually don't know if it is that hard to call. I think that I think that the Saints are just so much better of a team than uh, than the Eagles are. Like they they won forty eight seven in the first game. It was not particularly competitive. Um, you know, I'm I'm definitely not one of the people that uh, believes that Nick Foles is the product that he's put on the field for the last four weeks. I think that um, yeah, he he makes a lot of plays that are low percentage plays, and when he's playing well, and when the Eagles are winning, you're like, oh, this guy will he'll just throw four touchdowns every game. Like he's, he's He's not afraid of anything. They scored nine points on offense through 75% of that game against the Bears. And like to win this game or to cover this game, they've got to get at least probably 24 points to cover. And I just I think that's a big ask on the road in the Superdome. And that's and that's fair. I think people when you talk about that Nick Foles magic, you're forgetting that like he did everything at home last year. And other than the Super Bowl, obviously. But, like, he did the first two at home, beating the Falcons in a game they probably shouldn't have won, decimating the Vikings, don't get me wrong. Mm. But it was at home. And, and last week, yes, it was on the it was obviously uh, on the road for Philadelphia last week in a very tough environment in Chicago. But I said this to you on Monday, Frank, and that's that Nick Foles, he threw two interceptions in the red zone or in the end zone. Terrible. Re- terrible interceptions. interceptions. Try giving the game away. The Saints at home in the Superdome was a totally another task. Maybe I'm just an idiot. But I think this needs to blow them out. I really do. If I, it, yeah, you know, I agree. We're gonna we make our official picks on the show. You know, I would lay the eight points with the Saints as well. 
Uh, I do think it's a good spot for teasers either way, too, whether with the total or with the with the spread. I mean, if you like the Saints, you tease them down to um, laying one point. You could do that, and then you could, you could also tease the total down. Uh, right now, it's at 51.5, so you could tease that down to like 44.5, whatever. Uh, you could take that. I like taking one of those and putting it together with, with the Chargers, teasing that up to like 11. You love your teasers. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be all over the teasers. Great. Obviously. How about from a DFS perspective uh, in this game? Obviously, you know the the, Sa- the Saints could up could put up a ton of points here in the Superdome. Uh, they kind of tailed off in, over like the final month of the season. A lot of those games did come on the road, though. Uh, one prop that, you know, I try to give out a prop per game here. I like Alvin Kamara catching over five balls. The Eagles allowed the second most receptions to running backs this season, so I think Kamara could be uh, could have a successful day. What do you like from a DFS perspective, Dave? I think this game is a, is a full send. I think that the Saints know that there's a lot of talk about them not having been that good over the last month of the season. And Sean Payton is uh, he's always been a guy who loves to really drive the screws. Yeah. Uh, in this game earlier in the season, I believe Michael Thomas. Um, I believe he caught a 78 yard touchdown in the fourth quarter when they were already up 35 points. Like that, they're they're not stopping in this game. So I think Breeze. Thomas, Kamara, and even on the even on the Philadelphia side, I like Sproles, I like Tate, I like Alshon, and I like Ertz because I don't think that the Eagles will. I think they they might run nineteen times in this game. Right. Like I think that it's just a full on aerial from them. Yeah, and I think that makes sense too because the Saints were very stout against the run this year, and the past couple of games the Eagles haven't been able to run the ball, so it's kind of like a marriage for the Eagles passing the ball a ton here. Uh, so I think yeah, Golden Tate called the touchdown last week. He's in play. Zach Ertz, tougher matchup against the Saints, but should see a lot of targets in this game as well. Greg, and we didn't even uh, mention. Did you see the story that Sean Payton how he was motivating them this week? I saw that. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, that was awesome. And like wheeled in the Lombardi Trophy and like two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars in cash. Yeah, two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars in cash, and said, "You want this? Go out there and win three effing games." And then like the locker room exploded. Yeah, so Sean Payton. Pretty cool though. It's awesome. It would motivate me. <laughs> I mean, again, I'm not making millions. It'd probably of dollars. motivate anybody. Matt, you could just bring like a hundred bucks in here, and I'd be pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's gonna be crawling on the floor. Bring, bring in like one of these, like uh, these like FSWA awards, okay. and a hundred bucks. In, that's all you need to do for me, Davis Maddock. Uh, we're gonna sign off at YouTube right now. We're gonna say goodbye, Davis. You can hang out with us for like another three minutes or so. Frenzy's up next. It's gonna be Frank and I filling in uh, for Corey and Venture. Jim Day will join us as well. We'll continue to talk about the games this weekend. And we want to go over the mock draft. And Davis, I want to stick around with you um, just for a moment to talk about our internal mock draft that's going on because I know you're on uh, the program with Dane and Blewett yesterday. But we wanted to ask yeah. you for our listeners: um, Why did you dig Damian Harris in the second round? Well, every year, rookie running backs end up in like the best possible spot because whatever team drafts them early uh, is is pretty much ready to give them the ball. 18 times a game. Nick Chubb, the rare example of not being there because the Browns happen to sign Carlos Hyde. But pretty much whatever running back goes first in the draft, you're, you're locking him in for significant touches. Pretty much every scouting service has him as the number one running back. And uh, if you're get like Damian Harris, if he lands in a good spot, will be a top 10 pick this year in fantasy. Davis, I'll give you a, a two-part question here. One, to piggyback off what Greg just asked you, Damian Harris, what would be a good landing spot for him uh, to kind of come in here? 
put you on the spot. Uh, but then also, you took Juju Smith-Schuster in the first round, and everyone's kind of like scratching their head when it happens, and I tweeted out, and a lot of people ask me, like, oh, who's the clown who took Juju in the first round at pick eight overall? Well, you know, the latest reports, Antonio Brown more likely to be traded than not if Juju is the you know main wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers next year. This could be a warranted pick, you know, inside the top 10 in the first round. So uh, where can you see Damian Harris landing and Juju eighth overall? Your thoughts? Um, like Miami or Tampa Bay seems like pretty good landing spots for uh, for Damian Harris, a team that has, you know, decent parts of an offense lined up. They, they would be they would be ready to use a guy. And uh, obviously, I think that uh, I think I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster is one of the three or four most talent, like physically talented guys in the NFL. And people forget he I believe he entering into his age uh, tw- like entering into his third year, he's going to be age 21. And there's just like a ton of research saying that the younger a guy breaks out, the better NFL career they're going to have. And I think the chances of Antonio Brown getting traded, if you, if you were lining it up for me right now, I would say like minus 300, he gets traded just because the, the Steelers, they're dealing with all this internal turmoil and clearly it killed their season this year right like they were they were just an absolute mess and i just don't think they want to do it again fair enough davis Maddock, the take cast listen to it also check out everything he does for us now at the fantasy sports network roadwaxperts.com and dailyroader.com davis we appreciate your time uh and good luck this weekend hey thanks for having me guys for frank staffel i am greg sussman we continue on frankie when we come back fantasy football frenzy's up next two of us and jim day we'll see you on the other side good luck this weekend well, hopefully you'll see on Monday. Bye-bye, everybody. Does your fantasy team suck? Maybe you need us. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The only free 24-7 fantasy sports radio network.